0: up nutrition brought to you by nutritional weight and wellness. I want to share an interesting fact from the American Cancer Society. Excess body weight is linked to 8% of all the cancers. The American Cancer Society reported that the link between obesity and cancer risk is clear. Actually, excess body fat increases your risk for several types of cancers, including colorectal cancer, Breast, uterine, kidney, pancreatic, and esophageal cancers. Good morning, listeners. I am Melanie Beasley, a registered and licensed dietitian. And because I had breast cancer uh, several years ago, I'm always on the lookout for the latest research about cancer prevention and the treatment. Joining me as our co-host this morning is Carolyn Hudson, who's also a registered and licensed dietitian and has been working in the field of nutrition for a very long time. She has a wide range of employment opportunities and diverse clientele. I think she's very wise. Um, She's dealt with a variety (laughs) of health issues. Um, And fairly recently, about three weeks ago, Carolyn had hip replacement surgery because she wants to keep up with her mother who hikes the Lake Superior trails. And I forgot to mention that her mother is 92 years old and loves to hike. I think that's fantastic. I kind of want to be her. Yeah, she loves a kayak too. (laughs) She's crazy good uh carolyn you had hip surgery just three weeks ago yes yep and you're already back to work you're looking good looking spry oh, thank um, you. so how did you recover so quickly
1: oh yeah you know i already i went back to work almost uh earlier this week so just a little over two weeks uh in recovery so um and i i feel like i'm doing great i yeah. can even walk without my cane if i'm not out on those icy, <laughs> icy patches of uh, roadway or whatever, but yeah, Minnesota uh, is a
0: challenge. In yeah, itself. <laughs>
1: yeah, but we have a great morning today, don't we? So we do. Hopefully, all of our listeners here in Minnesota will be able to enjoy this weekend. So, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning to all of our listeners. And I'm really happy to be here this morning. um You know, I. I think I recovered really well because I was even more diligent with the way I eat. Um, more than normal, you know, mm-hmm. I'm usually pretty, pretty good, but yeah. I didn't, you know, <laughs> you didn't straight turn left or right. Or right. <laughs> I didn't have any processed foods. I didn't have any sugar. I really limited my carbs because the carbs, gluten, things like that, and the pasta and all of that, they really cause inflammation in my body and many people's body. I ate a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. And a lot of vegetables, mm-hmm. and of course, really high quality protein. And I upped my supplements. I started taking more omega 3s. So, omega 3s help decrease that inflammation. I took more magnesium, and I added the injury and surgical support formula to my regimen. And that formula contains really crucial micronutrients like vitamin C the B vitamins, zinc, vitamin E, glucosamine and MSM. And it supports cellular health, joint health, cartilage, tendons and ligaments. All of those things, of so course, important. my hip surgery, I mean, they're they're like cutting into you and cutting <laughs> body parts out, you know. So you need all of those things. And the other thing is I made sure I got adequate sleep. I even took a little time off work before the surgery and had a little bit of a vacation. So I just really
0: concentrated on me. And we were talking <laughs> how about, um, you know, all the medications that they give you in the hospital. And I thought it was fascinating that you were saying They came in with um, anti-nausea. You're like, nope, I'm good. They came in with stool softeners. Nope, I'm good. They came in with, so that is so impressive. They didn't didn't
1: like it too much because they had already broken open the blister packs or whatever they're in. And they said, well, now we have to throw them away. And I said, well, that's okay. Just throw them away. I don't, I don't need that. I
0: don't need that. I don't want (laughs) it. That's so great. I love that. Um, So both, let's go back to topic. Um, Both cancer and obesity are serious health risks. Let's look at some data about the increased rate of obesity. The national adult obesity rate in 2016 was almost 40%. This is even sadder. The child obesity rate was just under 20% nationwide. So obesity has increased by 70% over the past 30 years for adults and children by 85%. That's crazy. Yeah, what does that mean? In reality, it means four out of 10 adults over the age of 20 are considered obese, Carolyn.
1: Oh, that's just, oh, the the thought of that is just, you know. Where are we headed? Yeah, where are we headed? And, you know, we see it every day, but, um, you know, it's really scary. So the American Cancer Society estimates that 4,800 new cancer cases are diagnosed each day each day. That's nearly 5,000 cases daily. So the lifetime probability of being diagnosed with cancer is slightly more than one out of three people. Wow. How? That's really scary. So research has found that about 5% of cancers in men and about 11% of cancers in women can be attributed to excess body weight. However, the connection between weight and cancer can be quite complicated. So some studies suggest that the risk for some cancers appear to appear to be more for people who are overweight as a child or as a young adult. So I think this is really alarming because as you just said, over the past 30 years, the obesity rate for children has increased by, so where are we headed with this Melanie
0: and you know I love I love where we're going in our society when it comes to um, decreasing fat shaming and decreasing Mm -hmm. um, the all of the the love your body as it's as it is and uh, I love that however we have to look a little deeper in are you look putting your health at risk because that's really what's important here Loving yourself is fantastic, and um, but we wanna look at what is the risk factors attributed to obesity. And when I think back to my elementary school days, it really was very rare to have more than um, really one overweight child in class. But today, teachers tell us that many children in each classroom are overweight or obese. And you have to ask, does this mean as these children are aging, that they're at a higher cancer risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could go very high. So that that's the scary place. Yeah, it
1: really is. So <laughs> listeners, you might be wondering, so how does obesity actually cause cancer? So let me see if I can explain this a little bit. So we all understand the risk uh, you are taking if you are carrying extra body fat. You know, many people who are overweight frequently stop looking in the mirror. You know, that's not very comfortable, right? Or they refuse to be weighed or they, you know, they, they won't weigh themselves and they won't weigh themselves at the doctor's office. They don't want that lecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, course. no, of course not. Or maybe these people stop shopping for clothes until they lose some weight. I mean, like, I hear that I'm not going to shop because, you know, I need to lose some weight. And, I think we've all done yeah. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But do they lose the weight? Unfortunately, that just doesn't happen. And as dieticians, you know, we've heard it all, right, Mel? But I don't <laughs> yeah. think most people realize that extra body fat is really increasing their risk for cancer. Perhaps to really seriously um, understand uh, about losing weight, many people who are overweight or obese have to realize. The results from these decades now of research, Um, it's involving millions of people. And this research clearly shows the link between being overweight or being obese and getting cancer. So what I want you to realize is that being overweight or obese is much more serious than just how you
0: look, how you look in the mirror. Of course, of course. Once again, uh, how could being overweight cause cancer? Let's look at the biochemistry for better understanding for our listeners. Fat cells make extra hormones, more growth factors and inflammation. And when you have extra fat, especially around the liver, pancreas, heart and kidneys, the fat consistently sends out messages to the rest of your body. Let's talk more about this when we come back from break. It's time. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. A study conducted 17 years ago by the American Cancer Society found after studying 900,000 American adults for 16 years that most obese women had a 62% increase risk for dying from cancer than the women of normal weight. The increase for obese men was 52% higher risk. Today, we want to explain why extra weight increases the risk of developing cancer. We'll be right back.
1: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we get back to our topic today, I want to share with our listeners that we have an exciting new class starting in March. It's called Cooking Basics and Kitchen Tips. So, there are so many benefits of cooking at home. Of course, (laughs) including better health, slimmer waistlines, thicker wallets, and the list, of course, goes on. But I've had a lot of clients who don't cook at home and are actually pretty scared. So, you know, let's not have this be intimidating anymore. Join us for this 90-minute class to gain some healthy and delicious culinary inspiration to get you back in the kitchen and truly in charge of your health. In this demonstration class, so you're going to actually see people cooking, right? I love this. We are going to ditch the drive through and the deli counter and learn how to prepare those tasty meals the weight and wellness way. So enjoy delicious gluten and dairy free samples while you actually learn some time saving tricks for easy weekday meals and take back the control of your food and think, your health. Yeah, and your health, of course. So these classes uh, will have one on March tenth in North Oaks. These are from six thirty to eight. Um, one on March 11th in Maple Grove and March 12th in St. Paul and the price is only 39 bucks. It's a great great um class. So I highly encourage you all of you listeners out there who are intimidated in the kitchen to come and join us for those classes. I'm going
0: to take it. I want to take those classes.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um I want to share some other really thought-provoking facts from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Most types of cancer associated with overweight and obesity have increased. That's really interesting. While other types of cancer have decreased from 2005 to 2014. So the types of cancer that are not associated with overweight Cancer with with overweight, so let's look at the biochemistry for that. Or don't do I have that right here?
0: That is, uh, it's interesting that the other cancers have actually decreased, but the ones associated with obesity have increased. Yeah, the types of cancers associated with overweight and obesity were up to seven percent. Yeah, so um, the
1: types of cancer that have not. Uh, are not associated with overweight, they're down by 13%. And I think that's because of our interventions or our treatment plans, right? Mm-hmm. Types of cancer that are associated with overweight and obesity were up by 7%. Wow. And that, that makes sense too, right? So the types of cancer associated with overweight and obesity, they were um, their thyroid cancer, breast cancer, liver, gallbladder, pancreas, ovarian, uterine, kidney. And one that I didn't really know is that multiple myeloma. Yeah, one, the, the cancer, cancer of the blood. blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that one was. So. so,
0: yeah. And before break, we were talking about the biochemistry um, and for a better understanding. And we were talking about how fat cells make extra hormones, more growth factors and inflammation. So it kind of makes sense. Those obesity cancers going up. And when you have extra fat, especially around your liver, your pancreas, your heart, your kidneys, the fat constantly sends out messages to the rest of the body. And these messages often increase cell growth or increase chemical reactions in the cells and can influence the reproductive cycles. Think of it this way. Uh, This extra body fat acts like a boisterous (laughs) loudmouth telling the other cells what to do. And if there's too much body fat, then the loudmouth fat cells send out messages to damage the other cells. And you should definitely get rid of those loudmouth fat cells. Mm -hmm. Those bossy cells. We want to protect ourselves (laughs) from that damage.
1: Yeah. So the key takeaway here is that fat cells change the actual natural environment inside our body. So these extra fat cells can then release a variety of chemicals that can make the cells next to them act differently.
0: And they often become cancerous. Yeah, it seems that frequently on Dishing Up Nutrition, we are talking about inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. And the direct connection to many types of health problems. Um, That is also true when explaining how extra body fat can lead to cancer, you know, basically, when there are more fat cells in the body, specialized immune cells go to the areas where there is more fat with a specific job of removing dead and dying fat cells. Sort of the, the garbage collectors. Mm-hmm. The process of these immune cells cleaning up the dead and dying fat cells actually can lead to inflammation. And the inflammation causes a chain reaction, causing the cells to divide. And over time, the risk of these cells becoming cancerous increases.
1: So what Melanie just described is known as the inflammatory response. So when the immune cells, or we can call them the cleaning company, maybe (laughs) if you want to talk about them that way, they go out to clean everything up and they release chemicals known as cytokines. So cytokines actually are not good. They're not the good guys because they encourage the cells to divide more rapidly and that builds up cells and can lead to this cancer
0: growth. Yeah. And the fat cells release significant amounts of toxic estrogen. Uh, The more fat cells, the more excess estrogen will be released. And we refer to this toxic estrogen, which can lead to estrogen dominance which is also a big risk factor for hormone-driven cancers. Yeah, Melanie,
1: I think I had to jump in here. Just this week, I was listening to uh, a podcast on cancer, and this podcast was primarily about the reduction in mortality rates due to the progress in treatment. So we've already kind of talked about that. So um, treatment things have caused our... um, or rate of dying or mortality rate from cancer to go down. But they went on to expand that, um, you know, the information points clearly to diet playing a very critical role, especially in, oh, guess what, prevention. Yeah. Say that again. Diet diet is key, is key, is playing a critical role. They also went on to point out that although the mortality rate of breast cancer has actually decreased, the incidence again, and this is really important, the incidence of cancer, breast cancer especially, has gone up, especially in postmenopausal women. So and they guess what they did. They pointed to both obesity and our use of hormones that are significant factors in increasing this incidence.
0: And you know I this is why I love our menopause survival seminar Uh because we discuss this biochemical process in very easy layman terms so people can understand what's actually happening with those hormones and this excess toxic estrogen that can cause uh, the cells in the uterus and the breast to divide uncontrollably and lead to cancer formation so I think it's time for our break. Time for another break. (laughs) You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We're discussing the link between obesity and cancer. Oncologist Dr. Joyce Slingerland from the University of Miami said, everyone's heard of the obesity effect on heart disease and diabetes. And now we're beginning to understand that cancer risk is just as great. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Dishing
0: Up Nutrition. I encourage you
1: to look ahead on your calendar to April because the weekend of Friday, April 24th through Sunday, April 26th, we are offering our weekend weight and wellness seminar. So this is a perfect class for you to take to learn how to have more energy, less inflammation, improved memory and focus. Because a series of classes teaches you to eat real food in balance, many past clients have reported that it was truly life-changing for them. So if you are going to get ahead of cancer and heart disease, you need to take your food choices seriously. Out with the, those processed foods and the sugar, in with all those real foods that uh, we were designed to, to eat. Our bodies love real foods. So every time we offer our weekend wellness and our weight and wellness seminar, we have people actually flying in or driving in to spend the weekend. They are fine with us. Yeah. In Minneapolis and St. Paul in the metro area.
0: And even uh, many nurses take these series together because nurses can earn 14.4 continuing ed credits. That's a lot. (laughs) That continuing education credits and you have so much fun. So check out our website at weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438 to get your answers to any questions you may have. Over and over, class participants are always saying that this is the best seminar they've ever attended I hear the words, it changed my life all the time, which is fantastic, right? Mm -hmm.
1: So before we went to break, we were, of course, talking about the more fat you have, the more estrogen that you have. So oftentimes those that are diagnosed with breast or uterine cancer have, of course, high levels of estrogen. So this excess fat cells, those excess fat cells actually release that excess estrogen into the body. That's not necessarily a good thing, right? No. So when we are doing nutrition therapy with women who have signs of that high estrogen, or sometimes we call that estrogen dominance, we help them learn how to detox or eliminate those toxic Estrogens. Well, that's a mouthful this morning. <laughs> One simple way to eliminate those toxic estrogens is to have a normal bowel
0: movement. Yeah, we're going there this morning,
1: <laughs> aren't we? At least once a day. So when people are constipated, those toxic estrogens are recycled and not eliminated. So, Melanie, (laughs) I think we have to go and explain a little bit
0: more. What is constipation? I I have a lot of clients that think it is okay if they have one BM once a week. Yeah. And they say I've always been like that.
1: Yeah, so they think it's normal, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, even just every couple days. Yeah. You know, um, we have a lot of bowel movement Conversations. conversations don't we and We sometimes, do sometimes our clients are oh i've never
0: talked about this to anybody else and, and I'm, I'm like going, i do all day I'll you day. are okay this is okay <laughs> you
1: know so you know another solution of course to having this regular uh, bowel movement every single day of course if you don't have one a day you're constipated so listeners take note of that So it's real food. Real food can be a solution to help with that detoxing excess estrogen. So eat a variety of vegetables with every single meal, even breakfast, even breakfast. I know most people are really, oh, can I just have my fruit for breakfast? Well, you can, but we really encourage you to have some uh, broccoli or kale or something like that. Those cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, kale, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts um, and spinach. Those are really good at helping us detox those estrogens. And of course, we, women, we um, encourage women and men to cut out the sugar and the processed foods, those processed carbs, so they can lose weight. So when they're losing weight, they're losing fat cells, and then they have less estrogen circulating in their body.
0: This is uh, another reason that you don't want to be on a crash diet. Right. You know, when people go on these crash diets and they drop their weight rapidly, they, you have to think about your body's releasing a lot of toxins and estrogens rapidly and mm-hmm. sometimes it overloads the body mm-hmm. so when you're doing it in such a way that's a uh, maintenance uh way of living and it's a little slower than people are used to with these crash diets but you're not overloading the body by losing you know tremendous amount of body fat in one one really quick crash diet yeah and then we gain it right back yeah i'm so, not not good Um, I think our discussion about sugar and processed carbs leads right into talking about how insulin and insulin resistance can lead to an uncontrollable cell division, which can then lead to cancer. In our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, we teach about insulin resistance because many overweight or obese people have increased levels of insulin in their blood, and they usually tend to have insulin resistance. What causes the pancreas to put out all that extra insulin? What is the extra insulin trying to control? Well, when people um, eat extra sugar or processed carbs, the role of extra insulin is to control that person's blood sugar and push the glucose into their cells for energy. That's how it's supposed to work. Insulin is really the carrier of blood sugar glucose. And the higher the blood sugar, the more carriers we need right? Mm -hmm. And that leads to a lot of insulin. Mm -hmm.
1: So when people have extra insulin from eating too many processed carbs and sugar, they can develop insulin resistance, Um, which actually is, if think about it, this is like a coating over the cell receptors. Every cell has specific cell receptors, right? Little doorways. Yeah, little doorways. And insulin builds up and body fat builds up because those insulin receptors are blocked and Mm -hmm. they can't get the insulin or can't get the energy, the glucose into the cell for energy where it's supposed to be. So how does that excess insulin in the body increase the risk of cancer? So again, excess body fat and excess insulin in the body can lead to something called insulin like growth factors so these insulin-like growth factors send a message to the cells to divide more rapidly both excess insulin and insulin-like growth factors can encourage this uncontrollable cell division
0: and promote the development of cancer Uh, so I want to recap how being overweight then can cause cancer first All fat cells make extra hormones and extra growth factors called insulin-like growth factors. Also, hormones and growth factors tell cells in our body to divide more often. And the rapid division of cells increases the chance of cancer cells being produced. When these damaged cells continue to divide, this cell division can then lead to the development of a tumor.
1: So I have to <laughs> jump in here. Um Melanie, I don't know if you know this, but I I did have melanoma oh, my a goodness. few years ago. Um, and it was interesting because of course I go to the dermatologist every year. I you know, was a you know, sun-loving person, avid sailor, sailed, you know you know, probably five days a week for most of my life. I didn't know that <laughs> either. You are so interesting. <laughs> um, Anyway, I ended up with a melanoma on my leg and I spotted this little look like a freckle to me, you know, long time ago. And um, but all of a sudden it started changing in shape. Not good. So, you know, I took a picture of it. And then a couple months later, I took another picture of it. And right away I thought, oh, that's not good. That doesn't look good. Of course, I had it checked out and the biopsy and everything, and it did come back as melanoma. But my point is that that was that rapid cell growth leading to, a, you know, a malformed, malformed. Yeah. thing. It wasn't a tumor per se. it was just it was a melanoma, I guess, you know, one and the same, I guess, because it's still cancer. But be on the lookout, you know, this is this is important stuff. You know, as Minnesotans, we covered up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're not <laughs> so looking <time>. until spring. <laughs> right, right.
1: So here's a real startling fact. About one-fifth of cancer deaths in the U.S. are associated with obesity. Researchers have found that the fat in animals are um, more likely to develop cancer than lean animals. Hmm. They're really affecting yeah. our know, pets. Yep. So sadly, cancer's... In fat animals grow faster and larger and spread more quickly and are more resistant to treatment. So unfortunately, this research also pertains to overweight and obese people. So overweight and obese people get more cancer and die more often
0: from cancer than people with less body fat. And you have to ask, why are animals, why are pets getting more overweight? Because they're rapidly growing. So they're eating table scraps, right, Mm -hmm. from us. Mm So um, we'll talk more about that when we come back. But if you're feeding your animals table scraps and they're getting obese, you have to look at what you're eating. Yep, exactly. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Earlier in the show, we mentioned that 40% of women are considered obese. Another 32% of women are just overweight. And research has found a link between obesity and cancer. Interestingly, some research found that losing weight fast may actually encourage cancer growth. We talked about that. For cancer protection at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we see the wisdom of eating high-quality, real food to lose weight. Our Nutrition for Weight Loss plan is not a quick-fix plan. It was never designed to be. It was designed to teach people the nutrients needed for their best health. Classes start the week of March 23rd, and we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. The week of March 23rd through March 26th, we are offering our Nutrition for Weight Loss series at all seven metro locations and also online when it is convenient for you. So if you sign up by March 16th, you can save $50 with our early bird discount. People really enjoy these classes and love how much better they feel eating right foods, the right foods are very, it's very, very powerful. So next week on Dishing Up Nutrition, join Leah and Shelby as they discuss the microbiome. It's going to be fascinating. Yes. And how it actually affects your health. If microbiome is a new word for you, don't be scared off because they will put it in terms that everyone is going to be able to understand
0: yeah that's a it's a buzzword but I think it's played around but with and when people are talking but to understand it it can be really complex and they'll break it down mm-hmm. for our listeners after reading pages and pages of research to put together for this radio show I like the words and the wisdom of one of our researchers jm sing, sing- Slingerland, another for mouthful. Me to say. Yep. <laughs> co-author of Cytokines, Obesity and Cancer, published in the 2013 Annual Review of Medicine. In her research, she said, in an ideal world, the data on obesity and cancer would be the last straw needed to inspire obesity prevention efforts, especially aimed at youth. We all have these overweight children now. And uh, these obese children are going to grow up into obese adults and we're going to have a greater burden of cancer. It's it's sad.
1: Oh, and think about that. That was in 2013. Yeah. So some people say, oh, that's a little old research, but it's only gotten worse. It's gotten worse. So, so that should, should hold like, true. Yeah. A, a wake up call. So at nutritional weight and wellness all of us all of the dietitians and nutrition nutritionists realize that losing weight in our high stress and of course very sugar laden culture is different and very very difficult but it's also very very critical.
0: Yeah, so, so what do you mean by sugar laden?
1: Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So that's not just like cookies and cake and ice cream and all of that that's those highly processed carbs or just processed foods i say anything that comes in a box or is mm. probably frozen you know other than maybe frozen vegetables that are just vegetables or just fruit Yeah. You know. it's those it's so, those chips even yeah chips any of that stuff pasta popcorn pizza mm, Too much potato, too much rice, corn, all of those starchy veggies and starchy processed foods.
0: The best carbs, of course, to have are vegetable carbs. I I love when we have clients that say, well, I eat vegetables, I eat potatoes and corn.
1: Yeah. So, yes. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Potatoes and corn, those happen to be the starchy ones. So, thinking in terms of losing weight, if you lost eight pounds this year and then eight pounds next year, I know that doesn't sound like a lot to people that really want to lose a lot of weight, um, and eight pounds the following year, in three years, you would be what? About 25 pounds at least lighter. And that steady weight loss with high nutrients from real food is truly the best solution. So again, back to what Mel said earlier, slow, easy progress towards that weight reduction. None of this fast, you know. But we you know, definitely
0: see more than 25 pounds a year. I have a yes. client in 12 weeks, she's, she lost 50.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah. that was okay because it yeah. was slow and steady. Slow and steady. Uh, So perhaps losing weight fast may be a very good short-term fix for you, but we believe that is not the answer for good health. So we need to focus on supporting your body with quality food. That is the answer for long-term health.
0: And really that is our, that's our goal is to live long and strong and feel well, go down quick in the end. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we don't yeah. want to be miserable, piddling out in pain, inflammation and agony. Right. We want to live long and strong lives. So as dietitians and nutritionists, we know that presenting the cold, hard facts about how being overweight or obese increases your cancer risk doesn't necessarily help you change your behavior regarding your food choices you make. It's not just about instilling fear at nutritional weight and wellness. We believe that change your eating behavior or your lifestyle, you have to reach an inner knowing about how risky eating and lifestyle behavior are affecting your long-term health. You may know what to do. Uh, It's not all about knowing. It's about doing what makes change happen. When you reach that level of knowing, and then, and only then, will nutrition therapy help you change your personal behavior.
1: Yeah. Melanie, I have a bit of a client story here. So, um, you know, I have clients that come to me, well, and I'm sure you do too, and say, my doctor told me I need to lose weight, uh, to avoid getting whatever X, Y, Z or getting sick. Um, but they don't listen. They don't want to change. They don't connect the dots between getting sick
0: and even how to do it
1: yeah well that's true true yeah um so i have one client that was diagnosed with diabetes didn't change a thing because his behavior he he was told oh just adjust your medication you mm. just continue to eat whatever you want but his blood sugars kept going all over the place right yes so again um you know he kept rationalizing this pretty soon Guess what? He had one of the complications of diabetes. Uh-huh. He had neuropathy. Did that change his behavior? No, I couldn't believe it. Oh, so painful. and so unfortunately, you know, by the time he came to me, you know, he was really, really miserable. It wasn't until he really felt the neuropathy and started losing some of his function and um, strength in his hands, and his arms that he finally got it and did what you're saying here. It's not about knowing it's about doing. So sometimes it takes a lot more.
0: It, it really does. And um, you know, it's, it can be something as simple as uh, a simple recipe and it doesn't have to be fancy. One of the things that I love to do is I'll heat up the oven and I will have, and you can even buy pre-chopped vegetables from mm-hmm. most grocery stores now. True. Um, toss them with our favorite bacon fat, <laughs> but you can use anything. You know, avocado oil, coconut oil, whatever. You toss it those vegetables and put them in an oven for 350. Bake them till you can stick a fork in them. Pull those out. The oven is hot. The pan is is already dirty. Now you dump those vegetables in a bowl, and I just plop down. Proteins. It might mm-hmm. be pork chops, it might be fish, a whole bunch of the that on that cookie sheet or that pan, stick it in there, cook that till it's done. Now you've got a week's worth of food, mm-hmm. real food, not difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, I do one even better than that. Oh. I call it my sheet pan
1: recipes and we've got a couple of those on our website, right? Yeah, they're great. So I put a sheet pan like a, a you know, with a lip on it. You know, a jelly roll pan, I think, is the proper terminology for that. I put my parchment paper down, make sure it's all big and kind of overflows that. And I put all my vegetables and my protein on there. All at one time. All at one time. I season it up just a little bit. Could just be salt and pepper. Last night I did um, salmon. With a little bit of butter and garlic. Yum. And I put that all over um, my uh, vegetables. I think I I had asparagus and some broccoli and a few little small red potatoes um, and then salmon.
0: And this is, um, listeners, this is a woman recovering from hip replacement surgery, so it is easy. <laughs> it was easy. I could even lift that sheep pan in and out of the oven, which has
1: been a little bit of a trick. I've had to have people come over and get my big pots out of my uh, lower uh, lower cabinets that I didn't think about it because um, I can't bend over for six weeks. But anyway, um, sheep pan recipes are wonderful, so I encourage you to Google that. Um and just, uh, we're almost out of time here, so um, so I, yeah,
0: it's been fun. This has been, been fun, fun chatting with you about this. And I hope our listeners walk away with understanding that our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's simple. It's a powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thanks for listening today. Have a wonderful day. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down on the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy.